Hi there. This is Lynette Soderwall and the Love Identity Podcast. You've made it to the right place. Sit down, or maybe you're already sitting. You're probably already sitting. You might even be in your car. I hear a lot of people do the podcast thing in the car. Very smart. It's a good place. It would be rad, like in the shower or in the like kitchen while you're doing your dishes. You know, the mundane stuff we just have to get done. We're using our hands. We're barely using our brains, but we have time to kind of process. Good time for a podcast. Anyway, welcome. Glad that you're here. Excited to talk to you today and with you today. Well, I do all the talking. I'm assuming you're talking on your side. (laughs) Helps me get through it anyway. But today we are going to talk about a subject that actually was a request. I got a request for this one, and so I was excited to take it on. Um, The question for the day is, inner voice, is that you? So I named it that way because I wanted to take us on a little bit of an adventure. The request was intuition versus fear. How do you know the difference? How do you know when to trust what you're hearing on the inside of you? And I thought, oh, that is such a great subject. Yes, I'll take it on happily. And really, I wanted to touch base with us about that inner voice because our voices say a lot of things, right? We've got a lot of voices going on in the inside of us. Some of them really spectacular and some of them really horrible and awful, mean, cruel, disgusting. And so we really, really need to learn how to tell the difference. So I want to dig into that today. And um, one of the ways I want to approach it is I think part of the reason we don't know our voice very well is because of our past experiences. We have a tendency to experience something and our brains process a certain way, our bodies process a certain way, our hearts and our souls process a certain way. And none of them necessarily agree with each other all the time. They kind of will conflict, right? How often do you hear the statement, is it your brain or your head making the decision? And if we're talking about sex, is it your head, your brain, or your parts making the decision? (laughs) I mean, what really, who's making the decision here? We're all the same being, but why are different parts of us saying different things, maybe in the same situation? So I want to talk about that a little bit. I think it's a great place to open up because the whole point of you joining me on this journey is to learn more about yourself. Who are you? And a lot of the way we can answer some of that question is to be able to figure out what are we saying and why are we saying it? So if we're going to dig apart between intuition and fear, because both of those things dwell in us, you could even replace intuition with wisdom. There's a very fine line between wisdom and fear. Doesn't sound like there should be, right? But there is. Just like there's a very fine line between love and hate. What? No, seriously. Why do you think couples who are madly in love and then can be madly divorced? There's a very fine line. Passion is in the middle of it, but it's an intense emotion. And when emotion is the driver it is much more difficult to differentiate. So when we are having experiences in our lives and high emotion is attached to them, they're going to dictate. They're going to have direction and they're going to push you around oftentimes, especially if they're negative. 
sometimes if they're positive, but I have to tell you, it's disappointing to say, but most humans are actually negatively motivated more than they are positively motivated. Isn't that weird? Like we're so used to punishing ourselves and or being punished that we'll do things that hurt us. We're used to pain. It's comfortable for us. We may not like it, but it's normal. So we'll repeat patterns that bring confirmation to that pain pretty regularly. But the things that give us big breakthrough and reward, like I'm walking, I'm watching a lady walk outside and I'm thinking, why didn't I do that this morning? That's one of my things I need to get moving more. I was thinking maybe there's a bunch of you that want to join me on this crusade. We have to get out and walk. And I think I need to give up sugar and I don't even really eat that much sugar. Well, okay. I use natural versions of sugar more. Anyway, you don't care. But my point is we consistently will reinforce habits, thought processes, relationships, situations that we get negative feedback in our bodies, in our ears, in our souls. And we stay, we keep doing it. Isn't that fascinating? That negative reinforcement. So what happens then that breaks down the fabric of that peaceful voice inside of us because we're so used to responding to the other. And yes, do I believe it's fear-based? Absolutely. I think anything opposite of us being accepted, belonging, loving, connecting, there's fear attached to it. It's why we control. It's why we do a lot of things. But that still voice on the inside of us, those of us you know, in the Christian camp, we call him the Holy Spirit, but it's also an inner knowing and an inner voice. So those of you that don't, you know, want to claim that there is a ability for you to know things, whether you like it or not, you do have a spirit and you're connected to bigger things. And that bigger thing knows stuff and you've been through things. So there is a wisdom that develops over time. There's a reason that other cultures really appreciate age and wisdom, and they really honor their elders because there's a value there. Our society has gotten so used to honoring youth that we've gone backwards and there is a beauty in youth. Don't get me wrong. Not just a physical beauty. There's a tenacity and a brilliance and a dream and all kinds of things that come out of the youth and they need the balance of the elder. They really do. We do. We need that balance because of that wisdom. It centers us. So when you are in your life and you're looking to know, okay, is this fear talking to me or is this intuition? So let's talk about red flags for a second. So when I used to match make, it's coming a lot up a lot lately, but it's a great example because we can, we've all been in some form of a relationship and it's either gone really well or really poorly. <laughs> so it's relatable. Right. And, um, you know, I would sit down with people and you know what, even in my coaching, uh, when people find themselves in situations that just did not go well at all, I will ask them, okay, did you have any red flags? Did you have anything internally? that was suggesting this was a bad idea. And I got to tell you, it's always a yes. I think maybe once I've had some, no, I had no idea. Lies. But we really are intuitive. We do know we are smart. 
what happens is we don't really want to listen to that voice because a lot of times that voice is asking us to do something that is either harder or that we don't want to do or that, you know, it just really, but this would be so much easier. Or I just really want this. It can't be really. Are you sure? Come on, self. We got this. Mm. It's not a matter of whether we've got this or not. It's just not where we're supposed to be at this moment, maybe. So a red flag, it's a consistency. It's a, I can't even fully explain why I have this feeling. I just know it. It's a knowing. It's a, that's when your intuition, that inner voice is you talking to you, right? That I know stuff, trust me thing. So if we've broken trust with ourselves over the time, over time, we've made some bad decisions. We're pretty scared that we're going to do it again. Right. But the worst thing we can do is let fear drive the bus. So we're better off actually, I know this sounds crazy, but just work with me for a second. We're better off giving ourselves a chance to fall and burn and find out, okay, bad choice. than to let fear call the shots. Even if our voice, we have to test that voice. We have to learn to trust that voice. We have to learn to trust ourselves. And we're so inundated with other people's voices, like literally. We listen. We, we, we don't go a day. I don't think anybody, very rarely does anybody get away with a day without somebody else's opinion, perspective, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't even matter between all the social media, all the TV, all the connection we have, which connection's beautiful. We need other people, but we are not, we're not used to listening to our own selves anymore. Sitting in silence. we just started this podcast with, I'll bet you're in your car or you're someplace. Those are places where you could be quiet and don't turn me off. Ha, just kidding. Sort of. Um, but do you see what I'm saying? We're so used to hearing the other voices that when ours is speaking, we don't always recognize it. So there's a question for you. How much are you allowing your own voice to be a driving force in your life? How much is that inner still voice getting a say? Because the inner, that deep inner voice, it's quiet. It doesn't scream at us as much as all the other things. Like shame is super loud. Um, desire and, you know, make things right and be seen, be heard, you know, all those things will be very, very loud. But that inner voice, that peaceful place tends to be the calm, smaller voice, which is the one we should be heeding more than the others. So if there's like this, I got to do it, anxiety and pressure and da, 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 I exonerate you (laughs) in this moment. Take a break, take a breather. Give yourself a chance. If it's really that important, it's going to be there tomorrow. You know, it's like star-crossed lovers, teenagers that are like, we have to be together. And I believe in love as teenagers. I think that's a thing. It doesn't always work out. It's not always the best plan, but I don't think they are incapable of feeling true love. I think they're misunderstanding the fullness of what that means, but the feeling can be there. The commitment even can be there. There's some really killer relationships out there very young, but my point 
is that that urgency that <gasps> if, if they were separated, that's never going to work out. Well, then maybe it wasn't supposed to work out. Right. Same with our situations in our life. We get so caught up and I, we are driven these days. You guys, we are literally driven. Keep going, keep going faster. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Go do it. Hurry up. Because if we don't, somebody's going to come behind us or a machine or something's going to take the place or a cat, a cat could take the place. <laughs> I don't know why. Sorry. That's so weird. How weird is that? But I was thinking about Phoebe. We're going back to friends. Okay. Those of you who have never listened before. I reference TV all the time and I was a big friends watcher back in the day and I know it's coming back. So I think everybody's familiar with friends and Phoebe. Although she's not my favorite character, I kind of like all of them for different reasons. Although Monica drove me crazy in the end, but Phoebe, the thing about Phoebe, I've said it before. I'll say it again, just for reference is Phoebe was all her no issues. Like Phoebe followed her path regardless. She didn't care what anybody thought of her. She was like, she was wackadoo. And she's like, yeah, totally, totally wackadoo. I'm totally a flake. I'm totally all these things. Well, did you see the episode where Phoebe was totally convinced her grandmother came back in a cat and this cat, this stray cat was like coming around and, and she was following the lead of the cat. Like the cat was giving her solace because she missed her grandmother. And she, she really believed that this cat was, you know, the answer to certain things. And, you know, it's funny to watch in a TV show and you're like, Oh, Phoebe, I mean, she's got a thing for cats, smelly cat, you know, all the things, but but the reality is I, I feel like we kind of do that a little bit in our lives these days. Maybe it's not a cat, but maybe it's a person we've never met and they're, you know, we have respect for them or we have a reason to believe they're great or whatever, or somebody said something about them and we're like, oh yeah, I can really resonate with that. And all of a sudden this person becomes our voice internally and sometimes externally. And I got to say, people like really pick up the pitchfork, right? When it comes to certain people, I mean, they are like diehard in it. And I don't, I don't even care what the cause is, but people's need and desire to belong in general causes them that fervency to be a part of something. And what I'm focusing on right here is be a part of things. Absolutely. But what is your inner voice saying? What is your self? So, okay, that person has great things to say. That person has beliefs that maybe you agree with, but they're not you, right? And so we have to be okay with understanding who we are and trust that place so that when our heart is saying, this is a no, we're like, okay, you know, you're, you're good people. I believe you. You've shown up all the time. We, we've gotten in such a habit of not showing up for ourselves that we have a tendency to put our own self on the shelf and we'll go to everybody else because we need to know, listen, the best thing you can practice is listening to what you're saying on the inside, write it down, get it out of your head into your hands so you can really see it, process it, have a chance to say, you know what, I, I'm going to, I'm going to test this out. Cause if this said, if my best friend said this, I think it was a great idea, or I would think there's a lot of wisdom in that. It's a great test. If your bestie was saying it, would you listen? Guy or girl, doesn't matter. 
because we, we have a tendency to not trust ourselves. And then guess what we do? We get freaking stuck and we get really mad about it. <laughs> we get grumpy, just stuck in my life and stuck people employ coaches. So yay for them. But at the end of the day, and, and by the way, it's all of us. So when I say stuck people, I'm talking to the general population because we've all been stuck in one place or another. And when people come to me and say, you know, I'm stuck and I don't know how to get out. What, what should I do? I'm like, well, you need to unstick yourself. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Lynette. No, because the reality is you have the power to unstick yourself. I don't have that power. You do. I'll help you figure out what that power looks like and help you figure out how to use it. But at the end of the day, you have to use it. It's the same with this conversation. Your inner voice is you. Your inner voice is wisdom. Your inner voice is connected to a spirit bigger than yours. And it does no good things. And it is there for you and for other people. But if you choose not to heed it and listen to it on a regular basis and assume that because it's coming from your internal space that it can't be right, there's a problem. And counsel's great. There's nothing wrong with bouncing things off of people, but if you bounce things off and you're still really feeling like, no, I just, this is, I can't get past this. Like I really feel strongly about this. Then you have to follow that. And you know what, even if it isn't the perfect scenario and the big ta-da moment you were looking for, it's okay. Giving yourself the ability to make a mistake even is more valuable than just listening to everybody else all the time. Because how else do you learn? That's like, that's like when we have little kids, it's like, oh, and this happens sometimes major helicopter parents, you know, they don't want the kid ever to feel anything. So they catch them before they fall and they don't let them eat dirt and they, you know, everything. And believe me, it's not like I throw glass on the floor for my kids and grandkids. I'm, I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is there's something valuable in any human learning. Oh, I tripped. Oh, but I got back up. Yeah, my knee's a little scraped. That hurt. But look at me. I'm standing back up. The quintessential back on the horse. Listen, we've got to give ourselves chances. And I think we've gotten so critical. We are so, so critical of ourselves and everybody else. And everybody's throwing criticism everywhere that we're scared to death to take a wrong step, say the wrong word, do the wrong thing. And dude, I hear you right there with you. And enough is enough. If we keep doing that, we're just a bunch of lemmings doing the same thing. And what good is this life? And how freaking boring is that going to be? So I want to encourage you. You can't let your past dictate your future. Although your experience can help you learn and add to your wisdom. You do know things. And if you are somebody that consistently says out of your mouth, well, I can't really trust myself or, you know what? I just make stupid decisions. Oh, every time I've done that, shut up, like knock that off. Your brain listens to your voice more than any other voice and will believe it. So you are reinforcing that you do not have the capacity to do good things and to hear your own self. So stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Start saying, you know what? I'm really learning how to hear my own heart. I'm really engaging to listen to my wisdom. I'm really open to hearing what the spirit has to say. 
the good one, not the creepy one, but the good one, right? We want good, good vibes, not bad ones. We really want to develop the ability to trust yourself. Because if you can't trust you, how does anybody else trust you? And if you're not being faithful to your own things, and the other part that I want to add to that is that when there is commitment to things, to yourself or somebody else, fulfill it as much as you possibly can. Because again, trust, you're building trust with your own self and with other humans. In order to have that and be strong in that, you need to be faithful in that. You can do this and you do know things. No, you really do. You've been on your journey longer than anybody else. And if you stop and give yourself permission to not let the mistakes of the past scream at you, give yourself a moment to look back and go, oh yeah, but you know what? I chose really well there. I loved myself really well there. I loved other people really well there. I turned a corner there. Not a bad idea to write those things down either and have them in front of you to make you remember. You can do hard things. You've done hard things. You've gotten through horrible things. You're still standing. You're doing a great job. So give yourself the credit. Celebrate the small wins so that you are braver the next time to do the bigger things. You really do have a lot of capability. So if there's something that's been stirring in you that you've known is a no or a yes, and it's been really hard for you to decide which way to go, in other words, you've been questioning your own self, I want to encourage you today. If it's stuck with you, if it keeps coming up, be brave. Be brave. And really ask yourself the question, what is stopping me from this? I'll bet you a hundred bucks that other people's opinions, your own value, the what ifs, one of those three things is more than likely coming up. All of which, you know what, at the end of the day, there's not a lot you can do about it except choose well in your future, except for be the driver of your own bus and be led well by that soft, still voice rather than the voice of chaos that drives you nuts. <laughs> and please don't let a cat tell you what to do. A dog, maybe, actually, that'll just be petting the dog all day and giving it treats. A cat, though, a cat will make you feel like a horrible human being at times. And then you're on top of the world. See, that's the thing with cats, right? Cats are totally all over the place. They, they make you feel crazy. It's like today I love you and I'll lay on you and I'll purr and I'll make you feel like spectacular. And tomorrow I'm going to swat you and try and scratch your eyes out. It's so mean schizo much cat rude, make up your mind cat. <sighs> anyway, I have two cats and I actually kind of love them and they drive me nuts at the same time. And they're very loud. Juliet, especially she's crazy. But she's so fluffy and cute. Uh, anyway, okay, enough of my craziness and my 
walk down whatever lane that was, but you guys got this. So we've, we've summed it up. We are going to listen more to who we are. That's still peaceful, non-chaotic voice. We're going to put fear in its place. We're going to honor true experience, the learning part, not the shame part. We're going to drive that bus ourselves and no cats, no cats get to tell us what to do. All right. Thanks for joining me today. You guys, this was a good one. This was a fun conversation. I hope you got some stuff out of it. I know I certainly did. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye-bye.